0: Here oh we go, my lanta,
1: again, oh yeah, what is up everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Knee On Belly Podcast, oh podcast, podcast, uh, podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we are your hosts Nate,
0: <laughs> ja- 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 John, and Brandon,
1: and boys, today we have mm. a very special guest joining us, uh-huh, he uh-huh. is a professional mixed martial artist, and newly signed Bellator fighter who is set to make his big promotional debut, and big he's time. here to talk about it and give us all of his thoughts. Boys, he is Sean Connor Fallon. Yeah. Sean, what is up, man? Welcome back to the Neon Belly Thank Podcast, you, man. man. Thanks for giving us some time today.
2: Of course, man. Always glad to be here.
1: So you were in Fort Wayne, as I understand it, you were at the Art of Scrap fights last night, correct?
2: Yeah, man. No, it was a great time, man. Some really great fights from the amateurs to the pros, man. I was thoroughly entertained.
1: They do it um, really cool up there, man. Like really impressed.
2: Dude, it's a great show. The production was great. Yeah, um, they had pros from all over the place, guys I didn't even recognize, and you know my homie lost. It was a little salty, leaving on that note, but sure. That's the play game, I guess, right? For sure, man.
1: Mm-hmm. You also, we missed you yesterday. Honestly, almost hit you up midweek because you were in our hometown of Kokomo. Uh, you did a little signing here at the card show. Um, we actually literally almost hit you up so we could try to do this in person, but work stuff happens, and it is what it is. But um, how was that, man? Was that your first like kind of official signing, like doing something like that? And do you enjoy doing stuff like that?
2: Oh, dude, I love stuff like that. I love meeting new people. and. You know hearing their take on the sport and just chopping it up and sure. hearing about their lives and what they have going on absolutely i love that kind of stuff man was there
0: people trying to wear the chain that's what we really need to know
2: <laughs> uh, a couple like this little girl she was terrified of it she said absolutely not sir <laughs> maybe next time But not even said no on the autograph but then she came back and was kind of giving me the, the stank eye <laughs> the whole time even when she was at other card tables but <laughs> No, man, it was a good time, man. It's awesome. The kids make
1: it, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Well, Sean, um, let's just start with the obvious. Like we said, you recently announced that you have signed with Bellator. Um, you now have a date, an opponent, a city, everything. So go ahead and give all the details about your Bellator debut.
2: Oh, man. <clears throat> so Bellator 288, November 18th, Chicago, Wind trust Arena. Yeah. Um, Man, stoked about the opponent, for sure. I mean, I knew they weren't going to feed me an easy one, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Fighting the undefeated Dagestani with a lot of hype behind him. And it's up in weight, you know? Um, Initially had a little apprehension about it because I'm like, man, worked my ass off for this long, and now they're offering me a middleweight fight. I fight at lightweight and welterweight. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, a fight's a fight, and it's a big fight, and that's what I'm here for, and... I think my skills are going to do the talking, you know? Absolutely. Push the on good Look to tire out the bigger guy.
1: Absolutely, man. We're going to get to your fight. We want to ask more about your opponent, um, Imam Shafi Aliyev, who is, as Sean said, undefeated 8-0 in his mixed martial arts career. Um, but before we get to that, how did you uh, find out that you were going to be signing with Bellator? Like, had you kind of been in talks with them, or was it just they re- reached out out of nowhere, it happened fast? And uh, what was that feeling when you finally put that pen to paper?
2: Oh man! I mean, we've been in talks, you know, through managers and coaches with the UFC and Bellator since like 2020, maybe 2019. And I thought it was gonna come much sooner. And I've been ready, and I've been staying ready, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Doing everything I can. Um, then when we finally got an offer at middleweight, you know, I was just ecstatic. You know, it's been a, what I've been waiting for my whole career um been working my ass off pretty much with no break this whole time just staying ready in hopes that it would happen like i said obviously much sooner but in a way i feel like it's right on time because i feel like i'm the most prepared i've ever been in my life and just kind of coming into my own
0: so with your experience getting to this point um do you lean on that to make sure this moment doesn't get too big for you as you, like you said you have been waiting on it it is a challenge because it is up but you've been you know like you said been putting in work so long that you probably do you feel ready for that
2: 100 i feel ready i mean i've been fighting high level guys for quite a while now and i really don't believe that you know a few thousand more people being present in the stands and more eyes on it are really going to change much but that's yet to be seen but yeah it's just another day in the office man we train all the time we go pretty hard in the gym and it's just what i do you know i don't necessarily love violence like that but i'm comfortable with the sport and it's just another day to me you know of course there's a lot of pressure you want to get the win you want to get more money you want to get more opportunities and yeah i'm just not going to let the the moment and the big opportunity overwhelm me i'm just going to go out and do my thing you know i've been doing this for a while this will be my 46th fight and wow. i feel like this is just what i'm made to do you know mm-hmm. for whatever reason like i said i don't really like the violence um, But the sport itself, I'm just comfortable in there. I love this shit. I really do.
1: Talk more about that mental side of it because, you know, anybody that's followed your career, especially since, you know, so since 2016, right, you're 13-3. and um, You have two five-fight win streaks in that period. You're currently on a three-fight win streak. And, I mean, was there ever a time through all that where you just kind of considered, like, doing something else like is this ever going to happen for me like what more do i have to do and then just to mentally be able to push through that and then you know obviously now where you are but just kind of talk about what that takes mentally to keep grinding like you said
2: i'm too fucking stubborn i'm just too stubborn um Love it. i've been encouraged by family friends you know significant others you know maybe this isn't for you um I always knew I could do it. I always believed in myself and it's something that I wanted to do. And I'm a man of my word. When I set out to do something, I complete the mission. You know, I'm not a quitter. Um, Yeah. I was three and five at one point. It wasn't looking good for me Mm. as a pro. You know, I had high hopes turning pro from amateur and yeah, really shit the bed early on. Took some tough decision losses and yeah, I had a losing record, you know? Yeah. And with everything that could happen in this sport, injuries, More losses, you know, it was definitely a long shot, but man, I just appreciate it so much more Mm -hmm. after going through all that bullshit and all the things in life that transpired during that time, Mm -hmm. being broke, putting all my eggs in this basket and just, you know, sometimes just wondering, damn, will this happen? I know I'm good enough. I know I'm capable of competing with the best. I really do believe I'm one of the best fighters in the world, but, you know, life is about opportunity and it just didn't seem like it was going my way.
1: Sean, do you think those losses that you had early on in your career, do you think those, like, are you carrying the the experience there against an undefeated guy? Like, do you think that gives you a little bit of an edge over him? Because he's coming in, like you said, undefeated, a lot of hype, but you've kind of been there. Um, what What's your take on that?
2: 100%. I mean, I am battle-tested, you know. I've had the losses, but I've also been injured in fights and come back to win. I've gone the distance. I've gone five-fives. I mean, There isn't much I haven't done in this sport besides fight at the highest level Mm -hmm. against elite fighters consistently, you know, and that's what I'm here to do. That's the next step.
1: So that next step is an 8-0 undefeated daggy, man, and most people would hear that and probably run the other way. Uh, Anybody, you know, that obviously follows the sport right now, Um, and you kind of answered it earlier, and I'm sure that answer is hell no, but... What, I mean, you kind of said it, but what were the hesitations, you know, or were there any um, when you were offered that fight, you know, to finally get that chance? Like you said, you're finally making it to this big show, and, like, you're just getting an absolute, you know, savage almost or a guy that's undefeated and, and does it in a way that's do- kind of dominating the sport right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was just the weight, honestly, just the weight, because I'm like, damn, I worked my ass off to get here. Mm-hmm. I've never even fought a legit middleweight. I fought catchweights at 180, Yeah, you know, but – I just moved up from lightweight to welterweight this past year. And, but yeah, you know what? Sometimes you do, you never know how you're going to match up. Yeah. You know, the bigger guys have their advantages, but they have their disadvantages too. Sure. And I believe in my skills, you know, I'm going with bigger guys in the gym and I'm doing just fine. Um, but really it was just the weight. I was like, damn, man, I, I would love to have fought a top 10 welterweight right off the bat.
0: Nice. Yeah.
2: But This is what they offered. This is my foot in the door, and I'm going to go prove my worth with this fight. And I think surprised a lot of people.
0: So with that, how are you balancing worrying about what he's good at and sharpening what you bring to the table? Because I know obviously in the back of your mind, you're going to get he's going to be looking for wrestling, but you also know what you're good at and you want to keep sharpening that as well. So how do you balance that out?
2: I'm not so much worried about what he's doing, but I know he's wrestling heavy, Mm -hmm. and I love that style matchup. Honestly, stylistically, I do think it's Decent matchup for me. Yeah. You know, he's a bigger, stronger guy. He's got good wrestling, but I'm the longer guy. I think I have a better gas tank and just not to give away too much, but, you know, stay moving on the guy and I'm I'm comfortable on the feet and I'm comfortable on the ground, you know? So, yeah, for sure.
1: When you're fighting a guy like this, um, do you focus more on like that type of positional stuff of being, you know, on your back? I mean, obviously Anybody, once again, that knows you knows, I mean, how sound you are in the submission department, but, you know, is that something that you do focus more on knowing what he, you know, I know you're not focused as much, but knowing in the back of your mind that he does do a certain thing.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I just got to be aware of it, you know, this is a fun fight for me. I get to let my shit go on the feet, not trip about being taken down. If it does hit the ground,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I'm just going to, I envision it kind of being an ugly fight. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to come out make it look clean, make it look pretty, you know, Go hug your mom afterwards, not yeah. be all bruised up and stuff. <laughs> sure. Have a great time. Go get drinks with your friends. But this might have to show the ugly side of fighting a little bit, you know, and that's just being a dog in every position, just making it grimy. You know, if he takes me down, elbowing the shit out of him.
1: Yeah.
2: Working to get up, just making it just a tiring, grueling fight and trying to wear him out early, you know, just yeah. maybe a pretty knockout comes later off of that, but it just might be ugly all the way through. So, right. That's kind of how I envision it possibly going that's worst case scenario of course if i can come out make it look clean stay long dot them up a little bit land something big early that's amazing but i'm prepared for the worst i'm realistic about the fight game and yeah i'll be ready for whatever
1: heck yeah man and so but safe to say like just one more thing on the weight 85 is not like this is just more out of opportunity you are committed to the welterweight division moving forward
2: 100 okay 100 percent. i would love to hop in with like i said someone within the top 10 top 15 of the organization after this fight that would be perfect
1: yeah and are you doing anything different because i mean you don't probably want to commit your body obviously up to that weight but what do you do differently if anything like strength and conditioning or is it just like you actually just get to eat a little bit more be a little bit more hydrated all that kind of stuff
2: definitely get to eat a lot more um Mm -hmm. my homie brant basseron has me right on the strength and conditioning at all times but yeah no I've actually gained quite a bit of weight. I mean, do you see these arms? I right see them, <laughs> We
1: can't even almost get them all on the camera.
2: <laughs> the- no, but for real, put on some weight. I used to be a bigger guy. I played football in college, so naturally I can gain weight, and they did give me enough time. So nice. if I can get to 200 pounds and make a quick, you know, easy 15-pound cut, that'd be great. But realistically, even if I'm 195, I'm going to have the endurance edge and mm-hmm. and then be able to make the cut back down to welterweight, hopefully in a short turnaround.
0: Well, with your teammates who've been in that higher level and your coaches now having that experience, have they gave you any advice as far as getting ready for this? Um, I know you have um, uh, so many good training partners there, and like I said, your coaches have been involved in that too, so have they gave you any advice for what to expect?
2: Honestly, they're trying to make sure I'm not overtrained because I tend to do a lot, mm-hmm. and we just want to be fresh and go in there and be able to move properly and not break myself down during this camp. We've been running camp after camp after camp for for years now with really no break at all unless I had an injury. Mm-hmm. And I stay in pretty good shape. Um, we've been doing all the right things. We've been training for high-level opponents. So not much changes. We're just you know, trying to game plan a little bit specifically and have some things in mind for this fight. And then, yeah, Corey's been a big help. We're going to leave for Jersey next Sunday. Me and uh, Trevino and a couple other guys are going to join us later in the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get some good looks with some – You know, light heavyweights and middleweights wrestling. My back's going to hate me, but (laughs) we're going to get through this fight. And, yeah, no, just this is the opportunity I've been waiting for, and it's just been encouraging to just go in there and do my thing, you know. Everyone around me that has been seeing me in the gym lately, they believe in me, and they know what I can do. And if I show up on point, I just don't think anyone's beating me right now. I really believe that, you know.
1: So you just mentioned Corey there. For people that don't know, he's talking about Corey Anderson, uh, Bellator, light he- uh, light heavyweight, who's going to be main eventing this card, actually. Um, and anyone who follows you or IBG on social media will notice he's kind of a new face to the IBG room or, or, and has been there. Um, and I just want to ask, uh, how did that come about, him coming and training with you guys and Pat? And um, then what, if anything, have you gained from having a guy like Corey in the room who, um, once again, people maybe don't know, Corey's one of the best uh, light heavyweights in the world, um, regardless of promotion. So uh, how did that come about him coming to Indianapolis? And then, yeah, what's it been like having him around?
2: Um, he had some ties to the area. He's a Midwestern boy. He's from okay. Illinois.
1: Okay.
2: A house out here, and um, one of his former wrestling coaches coaches at a local college. And, yeah, so he was moving to the area, and he got in with the best gym around. And it's just been a blessing having him. Things I've learned the most from him are just – you know, trading tidbits about you know the mental aspect of the game. You know, he's a very intelligent guy, yeah. sharp fighter, and we have different skill sets, 100%. Like, he's wrestling heavy, hand heavy. Hmm. I'm more of a kickboxer and jujitsu fighter. Sure. You know, I can do. We can all do a little bit of everything, but our strengths kind of counter each other. And yeah, I've just been trying to pick up any little tidbit with him. I'm probably like that annoying little kid. <laughs> Even though i feel I might even be older than him but yeah yeah i'm always acknowledged from anyone that i'm on the mass with mm-hmm. and Corey is you know i would consider him a legend in the game for sure he's championship oh, yeah. level
1: 100 and
2: yeah so no it's it's been great man it's been great for all the younger fighters too and he's generous with his time couldn't be a cooler dude yeah we got a lot of love for that guy for sure
1: and then Now you're going into your first big fight week with a guy like him, right, on the same card. So does that give you any added confidence going into that week, having him there with you and getting to go through that with him?
2: I mean, sure. It's always nice to share that experience with someone, you know, Yeah, for sure. He's been there and, you know, I can kind of ask him what to expect with certain things. And No, yeah, I'd say that's an advantage for sure.
1: And then are you going to finish, so you're going to finish your camp up out in New Jersey with him, or are you going to go out there and then be returning to Indianapolis before you head up?
2: I'm going to go out there, get some looks, come back with my team, and actually Pat's going to join us for a little bit and kind of see how things are going. So we're going to kind of see where we're at against some, you know, wrestling heavy fighters. Yeah. That's what Jersey's known for, from what I understand. And yeah, he's got some guys out there that are doing good work with the wrestling and MMA in general, you know, we'll be on the mats with A lot of ufc fighters a lot of bellator fighters right uh coach mark henry yeah will be a wonderful eye and Frankie Egger's training for his retirement fight i mean i'm excited man i've been so blessed with good training opportunities lately yeah it's amazing I'm i'm really looking forward to it but yeah we'll go get some good intel see where we're at and then come back and work on things i got a really great training partner jake hockenberry he's Probably like a bigger version of the guy I'm fighting. Yeah. Most
1: undefeated like, amateur yeah. right now, right? He's still undefeated. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Dude's a beast, man. Yeah. And got good cardio for a big guy. He's been giving me a push. So nice. I've been getting great training at home as well, but this will just be icing on the cake
1: some other really cool training you got back in September you were out in Vegas uh, cornering your teammate Cameron Van Camp out uh, for his UFC fight and you found yourself in a pretty interesting training session to say the least once again anybody who follows you at Sean Connor Fallon on Instagram uh, you were involved with a training session that included John Donaher Gordon Ryan and the goat himself GSP um, same kind of question <laughs> like how did that come about and then you know what was that experience like?
2: I'm a weasel, bro. I weaseled my land <laughs> to that one for sure. Um, so we had access to the PI,
1: which okay. is yeah.
2: near the Apex. And um, a good friend of mine is a pro boxer out in Vegas, and he's a paid sparring partner for a guy who's fighting one of Fury's cousins in a big fight. And he is, I guess that guy's renting out like the boxing area at the Apex. And he told me that George St. Pierre was there and they were running some grappling thing. Well, basically he was like, Yeah, they were doing what y'all do at IBG. You know, he doesn't know shit about grappling, doesn't care about (laughs) grappling Um, But he was there at those same times, and I asked if I could go with him, you know, and try to weasel in on this session. Yeah. So we get there, and um, it's of course it's a private session. I recognize one guy, and I go over to him, and I ask the obvious. I'm like, yo, is this a private session? And he says yes, and he turns his back and then just walks away. I was like, ah, very cool. So then... Donahue is sitting over there, you know, undisturbed. So I'm like, damn, I'm really going to have to go approach this dude, (laughs) be that guy. I got all my grappling shit on. I'm ready to go, you know. Yeah. But I go over to him and once again ask him the obvious, you know, is this a private session, you know, can I work in? He said no. Then he started asking me my experience level and my weight and things like that. And I told him what I had going on and stuff in my career. And then he waved me back over and asked if I would like to go with this guy, Big Dan. Mm. And <laughs> giant animal yeah. dude. He just won trials. He's like I think he's like twenty years old. Yeah. Beast. So that was my end. Start going with that dude, you know. Just like you would do at any gym, you know. You yeah. Put him with like, you know, one of the toughest, biggest, roughest yeah. dudes, right? Blue See how they behave. <laughs> right. So and then they saw I was cool and got a good work with them and I think they appreciated the skill level too. And
1: yeah.
2: And I was able to start working with other people and they invited me back for the sessions for the rest of the week and Kind of hit it off with those guys. I got an open invite to go train down in Texas anytime. Let's go. but uh, by John himself. And yeah, no, it was it was an awesome experience, man. Everyone was really friendly. Everybody was really cool and they were just putting on the finishing touches for ADCC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I had a blast. I had a blast. And I will definitely take them up on that. Actually, Big Dan offered to come up and uh do something at IBG for us sometime nice. soon. And yeah. That's no, a it was list a great stuff. experience,
1: man. That's awesome. Shout out Big Dan. Just got his purple belt. By the way
2: well, <laughs> just, just insane. <laughs> say what the blue belt he won yeah. trials
1: yeah yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy yeah. snapped a guy's leg in yeah, Bell's
2: don't <laughs> yeah yeah love it well i do yeah, have... no, that dude is strong oh, oh my god
1: i can imagine and he's so like and i'm and it's like crazy like how crazy is it to roll with a guy like him who not only is strong and big but i mean the stuff that he's able to do for his size right i mean I can only use well, a leg that. locker. Yeah, yes. that's right. It's crazy. <laughs> that guy inverting what?
2: <laughs> right, right. If I were him, I would just take people down and just put all my weight on them dude his shoulder pressure fuck I think my jaw is still sore <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's nuts one thing D- Donahurt always says like he and he's kind of repeats this a little bit as like a motto for him is he believes that you know somebody can come into your life for like a short period of time and, and just make a different like a lifetime change did you kind of take anything from that you know that like changed your thinking or how you approach you know moving forward your training and stuff anything at all like from any of I mean you're in the room with GSP I mean that's crazy
2: yeah, no, they were really generous with their time and worked a few things that they thought would help specifically for my matchup. We talked about my fight, you know, nice. with Aliyev and worked on some Grambys and some different things. And that was really cool. So I took that from them. But the other thing I took was just that we're doing the right things at IBG, man. I really have a great coach. And I think yeah. several of us are just right there, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely we're right there. And, I think we can hang with anybody of course a room like that i mean that's jujitsu royalty right there they're all Gosh. amazing you know what i mean yeah, hanging with them, them on a regular basis you know you would level up like crazy oh but, yeah right right so they're all amazing athletes and Absolutely. yeah i look forward to being on the match with them for you know a week or two at a time
1: yeah that's cr-
2: yeah, no, crazy yeah 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 no it was it was an awesome experience man Get- super lucky super humbled
1: I love that you just kinda got yourself in there too. Like,
2: and it's you knew way. you knew
1: going into it, that like I'm gonna make this happen for myself. And I think I think that's awesome, man. I think that's a great
0: it's so cool. Yeah, man. It just fits yeah. that whole betting on yourself thing that you've done your whole career. Yeah. That's what kinda culminates it too. Like, hey, I'm gonna get in here, I'm gonna rub elbows with people, get some of that greatness off of them. Yeah. And it's gonna translate on the other end.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, think we're all just people, you know. Right. We're they were just lucky to Start out with amazing coaches and training partners. Mm. It can be done, you know, if you have the drive and focus. And, you know, of course, some ability and a good mind. That's key, I feel like. But, yeah.
0: So so with all the stuff that you've been doing to get to here, like you said, hard work, you know, having to kind of take the longer and harder way. Do you have, like, younger fighters in the gym that you're kind of pouring into, like, hey – You know, it did take me a minute, but look, I finally got here. I had to work hard. Like, how has it been having them kind of look up to you guys if you've all started to get to the point where you're getting to your dream?
2: Yeah, I think it's inspiring for sure for a lot of them, you know. Uh, My homie, Brand, he's my partner with the programs we run at IBG, you know, our kickboxing and jujitsu. He's seen it for a while now, you know, and he's seen me in wins. have to get surgery on my face, you know, so. He knows what's gone into this, and he's been my right-hand man for, you know, about five years now. Um, Yeah, I think we're just inspiring those, you know, to just keep pushing with your dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't give up too early. You know, some knuckleheads are around too, of course, and everybody wants it right now. You know, they're looking for the shortcuts, Sure, and right, and it is what it is. And um, maybe it falls on deaf ears, maybe it doesn't, but there are no shortcuts in this game, I don't think, because even if you get rushed to the – of the sport you know you don't want to be that guy that just goes to and out mm-hmm. and just get smoked and you weren't ready you know what i mean okay. of course i would have liked it sooner i would have liked the money sooner but i think it's right on time because i've learned a lot of hard lessons and my skill level is just elevated so much and i feel like i'm prepared you know i don't want to go out and shit the bed you know because mm-hmm. then it would always be a waste of time
1: absolutely Getting back to your fight, I just got kind of one more question on that. Last time we talked to you, um, you said that you, could, if you could fight anybody as kind of like a, a bucket list fight, you said it would be Habib Nurmagomedov. Um, obviously, since then, Habib has retired. That can't happen. But is there any added excitement going into this fight against a guy that obviously he trains with? Cor- like, look, watching his fights, seeing guys in his corner, he clearly trains or did train. I'm guessing he still does train with Habib, um, But he's... Going to be in the building, Patrikhi Pitbull, Usman Nurmagomedov in the co-main. So might even be in Aliyev's corner. So does that add any a little bit of excitement knowing that not only is he going to be there, but, you know, they're they're preparing for you right now, you know?
2: I love it, man. Yeah. I really do get off on this shit. Like, I love <laughs> yeah. it. I hope he's in the corner. Yeah. I hope he's in the corner. You know, the knock on me in the past has been I fight down the competition sometimes, but I have also fight up the competition. So yeah. I'm definitely up for the challenge, you know? I'm willing to die in there. You know, as tacky as that sounds, you know, I don't have any children right now. So in that moment, I will be willing to die in there. I will do everything it takes to get the win. And that's just of utmost importance to me, you know. Um, Yeah, no, I'm fighting one of Khabib's guys. Yeah. My roommate, you know, he's always watching these Dagestani little (laughs) embedded type videos, you know. Watching my opponent, watching all of those guys eating sushi, living the good life, getting great training. Yeah. I come out grumpy and overtrained. I'm like, man, fuck you, Jarvis. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's besides the fact. Right. But yeah, no, I love yeah. it, man. I love it. And I think we should be right there too, you know. Once Absolutely. we start getting into these bigger shows, start getting some wins, we're just going to be the Midwestern version of that.
1: Absolutely, man. I love it. Well, we're you know one of our favorite things is we like doing the rapid fire at the end. Um just the random off the wall questions. So we're going to get into those Whoa. if you I know we love it, man. It's our favorite part. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else for Sean on the fight though before we get into rapid fire? I'm
0: good. John,
1: take it away.
0: All right, man. You ready for this one? I got some some interesting ones, some thinkers. Uh but we're going to start off like is it
2: Walmart or Myers? Meyer, 100%. Let
1: me yeah, let me correct John there. It's not it Myers anyways. <laughs>
2: Fucking peasant. Yeah.
0: Gosh, dude. Yeah. Walmart's a definitely experience. Would you rather only wear vests or only wear shorts with all your outfits? (laughs)
2: Vests.
0: Shorts. Yeah. Vests is a tough one to pull off everywhere. Would you rather win in your hometown or beat the hometown guy?
2: Beat the hometown guy. Yeah.
0: That's a lot more of a better feeling, I imagine. Uh, Favorite wing sauce?
2: Traditional. Mm. straight up buffalo wing it's buffalo. yeah
0: it's hard to beat a good buffalo wing all right uh what are your two must have items for a road trip
2: mm. headphones credit card there you go <laughs> <Make laughs> got to have some
0: snacks right you can ready. get far with both <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right you had to inter- entertain yourself for an hour would you rather you do it with a hacky sack or a yo-yo
2: oh man that's a tough call tough mm-hmm. call uh, hacky sack yeah more versatile and play some other games with it
0: yeah in high school we had a a couple guys that would do a circle of hacky sacking in the beginning of the day but
1: dude yo-yos suck now too like the x-brain days you remember the x-brains you could just sleep those things (laughs) for like 40
0: minutes walk walk them on the floor
1: (laughs) you literally just walk it down the sidewalk Uh.
0: this is one that uh we're really excited to ask you would you rather play one song with your favorite band at sold out lucas oil stadium or have a 1 hour private jam session with your favorite musician living or dead.
2: Oh, the private jam session for sure. Yeah, uh, the one yeah, song the would be cool over, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would it be? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh can we bring Jimmy Hendrix back from the dead? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds
1: Yeah, you guys just so would you want to do like just both you guys on guitar just like going in? 'Cause you play guitar, right? Oh yeah,
2: no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Both on guitar. Maybe we have a supporting cast, you know, just a bass, a drummer. Nice. Maybe right. some LSD, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Whatever. <laughs> An hour with Jimmy Hendrix. A little right? ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um this is the this is the big thinker. Would you rather be deathly afraid of doorknobs or uncomfortably attracted to burps? <laughs> like almost cry when you get up to a doorknob or when somebody burps, you go, Ooh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. uh
2: i'll go with the burps man because there's some disgusting <laughs> disgusting females out here that's you know, true so that's turn that into a positive yeah you just gotta I'm
0: stay like, away from like, Burg- like burger king or something you got that guy sitting in the, the booth you're like oh, <laughs> hey man what are you doing over there last one which is my favorite okay. question now is if you could have one animal to walk out with you to the cage what would it be
2: oh you got to go big i mean it's not necessarily my style to be that over the top but You'd have to rock a tiger, like a white Mm -hmm. tiger.
0: Dangerous. That's a good one.
1: Charles Oliveira did that this week. (laughs) Just casually walking a tiger the week of the biggest fight of his life.
2: (laughs) I didn't see that.
1: No big deal. Well, Sean, once again, as we mentioned, Sean Fallon making his Bellator debut Friday, November 18th in Chicago, Illinois at Bellator 288. Uh, this card is massive, headlined by Corey Anderson versus Vadim Nemkov for the light heavyweight title. That's a rematch. Uh, Really excited for that. And then Patriki Pitbull versus Usman Nurmagomedov for the lightweight title. So you're getting two title fights for the price of one with a little Sean Fallon sprinkled on top. Can't beat that. Mm -hmm. Sean, tell the people how they can get tickets and uh, use your promo code so that you can get paid.
2: Yeah, so uh, Ticketmaster, Bellator288. Promo code is Fallon, all capitals, I believe. F A L L O N. And yeah, and if you want VIP seating, like floor seats, you can contact me, and I can put you guys in touch with the right people. And yeah, let's have some fun, man. Come out, support, have a good time, watch me get this win, and then come hang out afterwards.
1: Well, we're down for it all, man. We're going to be there. We're super excited um, to come support you and just see you make this debut, man. It's 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 really going to be awesome, and it's. You don't need us to tell you, but well deserved, man, and you, mm-hmm. you do deserve it. So. We've been
0: beating that Sean Fallon drum for a while, so it's gonna be grad. It's gonna be great for us to see that come to fruition. Absolutely.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Always appreciate you guys. Yeah. You guys run a great show. Keep killing it, and yeah, we'll catch up soon. I'm sure. Right.
1: Honestly, thanks. Thank you for your time again, man. Real quick, Islam Makhachev, Charles Oliveira, who you got this Saturday?
2: Oliveira. Yeah. All right. Mm.
1: I like it. He said that with confidence yeah, too. Quick. <laughs> we have, we're about to record our
2: preference, but Yeah. I'm an Oliver fan. I love his style.
1: I love it, man. Thank you again, Sean. And we will talk to you very soon. Hopefully after your big win at Bellator two eighty eight. Till then, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace. All
2: right. Bye.
1: Later, man.